This is Aaliyah. This is Dan. And you're listening to Nerd Build, which is a podcast about us doing nerdy and pop culture things that we have never done before. Or sometimes things we have done before and just want to talk about. So So it's meaningless. <laughs> so really the theme is meaningless. But we're gonna stick to it because it gives our show an identity. And actually today we are talking about something we've never done before. Um, which uh is Watch Con Man. Because it came out a reasonable amount of time ago, and somehow we never managed to watch it while it was new and releasing, and that was our bad. But now we are going to catch up. So that's sort of the main theme of the podcast this time. But first, uh, we maybe want to do a quick recap about our Phoenix Comic Con experience, because we went to Phoenix Comic Con. I think the main theme is contact this is the nerd build contacular contacular it's all, cons. It's all um, cons all the time but so not the bad kind that talk you out of your con mind air no we're not Nicholas doing that cage we that's not um, a thing i that's what i was planning i watched it four times <laughs> you did not week. go over this with me beforehand <laughs> four <you>? times <laughs> jesus christ have you seen con air Maybe we, should <laughs> Maybe we should do that. I mean, I I own Connor. No, I think I it's have great. seen it, but it was a really long time ago. So we could we could do that, but it's not on this podcast because we it's haven't. Spectacular! Done it. Let's talk about Connor. Okay, okay, go. It's great. He's in the sky. He's flying on a plane. <laughs> you just he's, that could he's be, like the president or something. Could have said that just based on the title. You heard air. The Is air he could the be president? A, He's not the president. <laughs> Are you thinking of Air Force One? Oh yeah, that's a different one. That's Harrison Ford, dude. Yeah. Oh, Connor's the one with Nicolas Cage. Oh, where there's like all the convicts. Oh, yeah, you got that from the title also. Con. Don't worry, guys. I know stuff about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that's not on this podcast. This podcast is about Con Man and also Phoenix Comic Con and maybe other And the other Wrath stuff. of Con. No. So we'll start with the Wrath of nope, Con. that's not the same word. Okay, so Phoenix Comic Con is a thing that we did this last weekend. We only went on Sunday because I have to work all the time on awkward days of the weekend during awkward times of the day, which is in the nighttime and on the weekend. But I do have Sundays off, so we went on Sunday, and um, we went with our friend Pete. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. (laughs) Wow, don't sound so excited. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. I felt like my top two priorities, um, for hitting Phoenix Comic Con when we only had one day were track down Kiba the Cosplay Corgi because he's my favorite celebrity ever, and also go to the Damsel in the Stress booth because, uh, she makes really awesome corsets, and corsets that I buy a lot, and I've never been to a con where she actually had a booth there, so those were my two priorities. This podcast also sponsored by Loot Crate. <laughs> no, not Loot, Loot Crate. Stamps.com. <laughs> Damsel in this dress is not sponsoring this podcast, but you should still buy her corsets because they're amazing. I don't need to be paid to say that because they're great. Um, so we did pretty much track down Kiba first thing, I want to say. Right? When we got there, that was yeah. pretty much what we did Kiba, first. Yeah, the Kiba's the most important thing in my life. Yeah. I've decided. <laughs> More important than our dog, Dallas? I mean, Dallas is a nice dog. His legs are just simply too long. Um, so I just can't love him like I would love... He just doesn't have those stumpers. Yeah, he needs the stumpers. Yeah. It's just not enough. Yeah. And we have a garbage cat 
And I I can't do nothing with that. She's not garbage. She's I need, lovely. I need stumpers in my life. Yeah. Uh, um, so Kiba is a corgi, as exampled by the title Cosplay Corgi, who does cosplay at cons. And Kiba and his um, owner slash mom slash sidekick go to a lot of cons, and he dresses as many things. His main original costume, I think, was the Link costume, was one of the early ones. And then he also does a lot of others, including Deadpool and... Was he doing wearing Deadpool when we saw him? No, he's it was wearing. The well, Sailor we, he, Moon he was Sailor Moon earlier in the day, and then we saw him wearing Deadpool. Oh, right. So we saw him twice. Um, so we got to pet Kiba, which is great. And if you don't know who that is, then you should check him out on Facebook. Just search for Kiba the Cosplay Corgi, and you'll see adorable pictures of a corgi dressed as various characters. It's amazing. And if you don't like corgis, then. What are you doing with your life? It's really sad for you. Um, so we got a photograph, a print of Kiba in his Link costume. And he autographed it, which was an uh, ink paw print. So that was super exciting. We have that for permanent remembering of Kiba now. Um, that made it sound like Kiba passed. No, he's he's not passed. He's alive. <laughs> Permanent remembering of Kiba. He's still alive and goes to many cons. In fact, I think there's maybe... I don't have my phone to look this up at the moment, but I think he might actually be at a con this coming weekend, so you should look it up and maybe it's near you and you could visit him. Um, anyway, but what I was going to say is his he is a service dog, so his mom slash sidekick slash owner um, needs him... And that's why he started going to cons in the first place. And so then she started dressing him up and making him cosplay. Because if you're going to go to a con, why wouldn't you cosplay? Uh, and so that's how the whole thing got started. But he uh, lives in Phoenix. So that's why we know slash have seen him before, actually. But he's pretty much my favorite because I love corgis a lot. Uh, so that was our first thing that we did. And pretty much we just walked around the con like we didn't go to any panels or there were a lot of cool people there um billy piper was there that day alex kingston um gates mcfadden was there uh so and these were all like autograph dr. signings <laughs> dr crusher uh auto autograph signings and photo ops and stuff but we just because we only had one day there we kind of just cruised the con um, which my favorite part is kind of just checking out the floor and seeing all the cosplay. I like to cosplay, so that's my, my favorite part. And I, I will say that Phoenix Comic Con, I think, has one of the highest percentages of cosplay. Like, the most people... So we go to San Diego Comic Con a lot as well, and while there are more people overall at San Diego Comic Con... I feel like a higher percentage of the people are dressed up at Phoenix Comic Con. Like, it's a really high cosplay percentage, and that makes me super excited but I mean, about at, it. At this point, they're not that far away from each other in terms of how many people go. It's, it's, I thought I heard it was around 100,000 people this year. Oh, really? For, yeah. For oh, well, that's Phoenix, great. PCC. Uh, I didn't know it was so many. I, that it's still that makes it even more impressive wrong. that it's a higher I, I percentage. I just feel like I heard that number somewhere. Um, even if they're close, wouldn't you say Phoenix Comic Con seems like it has oh, more? Oh, it's, it's absolutely high. Uh, you get more people at San Diego that are. Uh, it's 
just sort of there because it feels it's, it's such a big event that it kind of goes beyond the traditional con audience. I mean, mm-hmm. because everyone wants to go to San Diego. I, like you, there. I I still I always have held the notion that pretty much anyone could go to San Diego Comic Con and enjoy what they see there. Unless it's like I mean, it can be a stressful thing to go, but like. <laughs> I feel like, right, honestly, like, anxiety or pretty something. much everyone would have something to, that they love that is there. Right. Or Except the, the haters with. that are like, I went to San Diego Comic-Con back in 78 well, or whenever. Yeah, and, and but, but in garbage. that case, you still have those things. Like, right, but then I, why are those people so angry? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think that's more, you know, just wanting to, you know... I mean, it is hard to get into now. Yeah, that, totally. And if it's hard your, to get a hotel. If it's your local con, like, right? That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but, but that's but, true. I never thought about it. like because Phoenix Comic Con is not our most local con. We have Tucson Comic Con, but it's the biggest con that's closest yeah. to us. And we could just roll up on the day, yeah. bypasses, super, probably find a hotel. Casual. But it also has the feel of a large con. Which right. Are, that's the the thing I really love about Phoenix Comic Con is that it is. It has the feel of a large con whilst not feeling like you are physically touching people at every moment. That you can walk the floor the fairly freely. You yeah. don't have to, there's no, you have to worry about escaping from people. Like, right. it, it's so hard. There's no way to really walk. That You get, when you walk in, if you go early in the morning at San Diego, you have like kind of a brief moment right like there's probably 30 minutes where it feels or maybe open. preview night is a no, little preview night's worse we really? haven't gone in a couple of years but preview I night's like just as, as bad. bad no it's uh-huh. it's just as bad i i we always abandon it for hopcon so yeah yeah which i i i like better but like i mean i think like a lot of people have kind of turned on preview night a bit because it really has the the capacity they let it because it's it's so focused on just going to the floor that everyone they let in there's just going right. to the floor. I thought that's what they sort of let in. They sold less for preview night. I don't know. I haven't been. The last time we went was right. It was several years ago. But I felt like it four, wasn't it was, as. I feel like it was four years ago. Something bad. Like that. I don't know. It was okay. It was, but it wasn't any right. better. I don't think. So Phoenix Comic Con yeah. could still be very overwhelming if you have like anxiety issues or things like that. But it's not. As you're not like constantly jostled all the time when you're walking the floor. You're fairly free. You're not always touching people. Yeah, there's. Uh, I I like it because I really like one of my greatest pleasures in life. Honestly, is walking a con floor. Yeah, it's, a, it's I, the greatest. It really feels good. Like I, I don't. I get tired when we go to. Uh, SDCC, like, I usually, my body gets tired by the time, because generally Sunday is the day we spend the most time walking right, the floor, because right. there's not as much to it. But, um... And it's usually the day I'm wearing my biggest costume, Yeah, too. It, but it gets to the point where uh, I get physically tired, and I have to kind of be like, all right, that's it. Like, we gotta right. just get out of here. And you you just are ready after those days, because you, you don't sleep a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't sleep very much. If you, you know. have all those days, which yeah, we've no. been lucky to. No, I mean, there was, I mean, uh, 
Yeah, because last year there was a there was a, a span where it was pretty close to being awake for about forty hours, and it, that's a long time yeah. to be awake. And it's as as worth it as it is, and it's one hundred percent worth it to me. It's hard. It's really hard, yeah. and it's taxing on your body because by the end of those four days, you're just ready to to crash. So, uh, if I had the energy I had on like the first day, or you know, like just a normal day for me. Um, I could just walk the floor over and over and over yeah. again. I, I really love There's it, and I don't so really get tired. To see. I, yeah, and then you don't you you miss stuff yeah. every time. Like every time I do a circuit, I'm like, oh, there's a thing that I'm interested in that I didn't see. And there's so many like small booths and stuff. Yeah, actually, um, it felt but, like Phoenix Comic. So we went to WonderCon this year as well mm. um, for the first time, and I actually felt like Phoenix Comic Con was pretty equivalent. They're, to WonderCon. They're very similar in the size, honestly. Yeah. They're yeah. like the show floor as far as it goes is like not Which that far off. Which is kind of cool to have a con of that ilk yeah. so close to us. Because Tucson Comic Con is fun, but it's a lot smaller. Oh, yeah. And um, it hits some of the same notes. It makes you... It, it gives you the... You know, it gets you by. Yeah. Like you want... You yeah. know, like you just... You're it's itching, in the fall. You're itching for exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like it it comes at the time that is furthest from Comic-Con yeah. basically. And you're you it basically feels good to like just like get that time. and it's cheap. It's yeah. really cheap, it's so cheap, you know, like and and anytime know, I can dress up for anything, I'm pretty much on board. Yeah. So It, it kind of I always imagine like me walking when I walk through Comic-Con like a, or a con floor in general, it feels like to me like how I imagine it feels for some people to walk through like a mall. Like I, you know, I walk through a mall and I mostly am bored and I don't well, want to because there's like two so fast in the mall. Well, there's like why. two stores I want to go to. The whole you know hot like, topic. You know, <laughs> I do like hot topic. I I have no shame in. I've hot rekindled topic. my love for hot topic. I actually was just thinking recently. I was like. Yeah, because it's great. So in high school, my favorite store. Then for a while, didn't really go to it. And maybe, I don't know. But I've circled around back to Hot Topic is great. Especially because even since we were in high school, now they have all the pop culture things. Like yeah, they have Doctor Who. Sure. They have they didn't have all those things. No. I still liked it, but they didn't have all those things. It, when they we weren't as, they were a little bit more of a, they were more music focused. Yeah, um, which they still have a lot of music yeah, stuff, yeah, but for sure. the way that I know that I'm old is that I don't recognize any of the bands that Hot Topic is yeah. selling shirts for. I'm like, brand new yesterday, tomorrow? I don't know what band that is. That's how you know you're an old person. Because if you were in high school, I bet you would know what band that was. Even I know brand new yesterday. <laughs> That's not a real band, I made it up. <laughs> I, I, I was into brand new yesterday, tomorrow. Yesterday. Oh, oh, you're so cool. I was so into them. But the best part now is they have Doctor Who, they have Star Wars, they have Disney, they have like yeah. everything that you could want, really. Wrestling. They do. I, they, yeah, it is. I, yeah, I really have no it's shame great. about no, how much I like Hot Topic. I, I, yeah, I was just recently, I was like, man, I kind of want to, you know, because we, we do every once in a while, we do our little, uh, our high school date when we go to Red Robin because there's a mall in here in Tucson that's that has both a Red Robin 
and a Hot Topic. And they also have that cool, that toy store that's really cool. Oh, yeah. Which I that isn't really, really like, like our that. high school date. But no, we but do I like really like there. that story. It's what right across the road. I don't know. Sorry, uh, store. We'll find out for yeah, next time. Yeah, next time I'll promote it. But in the Tucson uh, Mall, there's this really awesome toy yeah, store that it's has just like, all it, the cool It's like things. they bought my parents' garage. And they just right. put everything the on racks. The listeners don't know what that means. That means that Dan had every toy for every franchise that ever existed when he was a kid. So if you go to his... And his parents have not gotten rid of it. So if you go to his parents' garage here in Tucson, there's bins. And I'm it willing has, to sell. It, <laughs> it has Jurassic Park toys, a lot of Star Wars toys, basically everything that was ever cool when we were growing up. So, I mean, I, I don't even, can't even list everything, but there was... A lot of things, um, and that's what this toy store is. Although all in better condition and with cardboard yeah. and plastic. Well, most of them, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really like that place, but yeah, I was yeah, just thinking cool. about it. actually. You know what made me think about it is I was thinking about how Suicide Squad's coming out, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I bet you hot topics going hard on the Suicide oh, Squad yeah. stuff. I was like, I kind of want to go there and buy. Do some, you think like, they have the little shorts? The Harley shorts? Yeah, I buy those. Maybe. I, I was just thinking, I was, in general, I was just like, I'll buy some Suicide Squad stuff, and I don't even know how good that movie will be. But, <laughs> but, but you're on you board. What, listen, again, I'm the guy that, uh, BVS is my favorite movie this year, so... <laughs> Once again, we still need to talk about that. <laughs> well, we'll get that. It's going to be... Uh, Soon. Soon. The podcast, I'm guessing uh, it's going to be three-ish weeks. Uh, Three-ish weeks. Because it comes out on June 28th digitally. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, I don't buy things digitally. But you it comes out this. physically July 19th, mm-hmm. the, the ultimate cut. Okay. And it comes out digitally June 28th. What? I will literally buy it two times. That is a I'm, huge difference. Uh, it is for me because it's okay, my favorite Okay, but for me because year. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see yeah, it ASAP. No. I'm gonna the reason I haven't it. seen it yet. You get a free PlayStation theme too if you buy it on PlayStation. What? So I okay, the, you have to I buy that. The theme. I will. Okay, I just want to say that I ha- work the night shift at my job and I work all the nights that regular movies come out and Dan goes to the movies. By myself. By himself because I can't go and then it, I have to find random other times like in the morning before basically if i don't see things it's not because i don't want to it's just because my schedule is super crazy so i still haven't seen bvs i haven't seen the new captain america i'm way behind because of work not because i don't want to be at this point you should just not see anything this year and then and then we could podcast about it podcast where you watch every movie no i do i actually with with bvs i do want to actually i can no, I, I can talk that about that movie forever. i'm sure you can and um, i also want to see it and then talk so. about it because there's a lot to talk about i feel it is and it's uh the ultimate cut's a three-hour movie so yeah. there's a lot to talk about also if you haven't seen um that ultimate cut uh trailer you should go and watch it because it's great and also a super awesome person that we know um made that cut with his He cut that trailer company. which and, and it's a great it's trailer. It's a really great trailer. And I think a lot of people And his name is Jackson. Uh good on you Jackson. Um it's, <laughs> it's a really great, great. <laughs> it's a really good trailer and uh they uh it, most people that I've I haven't I've seen the movie even, and I think it's really great. I think most people have said it's either the best trailer for that movie or the second best next to the Comic-Con, the one that we saw last year at the 
Hall H panel. Um, yeah. One of the two best trailers for that movie, which is saying a lot because Zack Snyder does a great job putting together trailers. That's kind of what he does. That's his like, jam. If you watch the, you know, that first Man of Steel teaser, I think a lot of people, and, mm-hmm. and maybe that's part of the reason that it got, you know, people got kind of heated about Man of Steel is that that trailer is really good. And I would I would say it presents a... I love Man of Steel. Um, it presents a movie that could not exist. It's so good. Like, yeah. that trailer is a beautiful teaser. And it just makes you... It, it, perf- it encompasses what Superman should be. Uh, and then it's funny because it's a movie that a lot of people had issues with because it's not the Superman they want. Uh, so which... the problem is that he made too good of a trailer. <laughs> no, and then he couldn't make a movie. No, the the movie's the problem for most people. Oh, I, I think okay. uh, it's just that there's also an element of when you set a bar with a teaser, it's right. tough. And and Zack Snyder, I don't know how involved he is with cutting trailers but uh his movies tend to be very good at producing trailers because he's all about imagery right Um, which makes for a good trailer yeah because and 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 also music uh i mean he he knows he has great uh great people to do the scores for you know like uh i mean like the the composers that like obviously i love hans zimmer and uh were He's you seeing that that Wonder Woman theme is like your favorite? It's, oh, wait, wait. This is a different podcast. It. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Tune in for that another time. I do love the Wonder Woman theme. I do want to say, though, that remember when um, we were at San Diego and they did the Batman Superman logo? That was yeah. like the biggest hype ever. People were like losing their minds. It was. And it, and I, it was just the Batman listen, logo and the Superman logo like overlapped. It's, that no, was the whole it, thing. It's the Batman v Superman logo. Right, but it they didn't the, have, there was no like trailer or anything. No, it was just it was, like the logo. Uh, they had the guy uh, who plays General Swan, Swanwick. Um, I forget that guy's name, but. Um, it was, people were just, so, Dan was yelling. Yeah. There was no. a lot of yelling. Because, well, again, this was shortly after Man of Steel. And I love Man of Steel. So I was super excited. Listen, that movie did everything that I want. I, I love that movie. Um, and I was more hyped for it than I had ever been for a movie. And I'm a total fan of that movie. And it, to the point that I, I don't know if my opinion is really valid. Uh, he likes it so much that it's not valid. I don't think you should really take my opinion into account. But we're still going to do a podcast. We'll, we'll about talk it. about it again. But um, part of that is because you know, trying to tie this back into the idea of cons and stuff. Uh, part of that is so tied into the experience of seeing that movie evolve at Comic Con because uh, there's been right. essentially. Including that, there's mm-hmm. been three years of Comic Con. Now yeah. we missed the second one when they showed that because little, that was the year the we didn't have teaser, Saturday. The, the year we didn't have Saturday, which was better. The At first San Diego, that was when they first showed the Trinity together, mm-hmm. uh, the photographs of the Trinity, and they showed that little teaser with armored Batman looking at. But Superman, I would argue so. that the 
Batman, the, the Batman Superman first logo was like the biggest. Because that was rumored. You know, people yeah. were talking about that. Like, but that was thought, the first time that it was. But that was the official announcement. And that, like, to me, that, that day, again, that I will always, I cannot imagine a day at Comic-Con that will supersede that day. That day was one of the most insane, like, Every single panel was Yeah. Was that the insane. Loki day or was that a That day? was the Loki day. So that's the thing I was going to say is I the most yells of that I th- feel I like I remember Comic-Con are mm-hmm. the Batman vs Superman logo That's up. number 2, I think. Yeah, and then the the, the, the one that. before that the first one is the Loki when uh, Tom Hiddleston came out as Loki. That is absolutely the biggest reaction <laughs> I've ever the seen. There was the most squeeing I've never of seen. any situation <laughs> in the history of the world. You, and the ca- the caveat I always put on when I tell people about that, I was like, now listen, that's a crazy thing. But a mere hour before that, we had literally seen a panel where every single actor... From the X Men movie, yep, were that's all true. together that's all on true. a stage, and they were like, Listen, and we were like, "This is great." That's and then cool. that happened, and we were like, "Oh!" <laughs> then, for some reason, sh- there was something about that moment that felt because the thing is, like, ultimately with the X Men thing, which I thought was so cool, like, it was really, cool. It, it was neat. Like, you got to see, you know, pack, so many it's like, people. wow, there's Hugh Jackman, there's Halle Berry, there's Patrick yeah. Stewart, there's everyone, you know, yeah. there's Ian McKellen, and this was also the same day. They had the big. Uh, yeah. This is the same day as the big um, uh, Hobbit panel too, was it not? Yeah, it I was think so. Absolutely the same day because McKellen was there. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't. He's not going to. I'm sure he's not going to. Yeah, he's like, let's do one. He's day. busy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like you know, yeah. like you had all these people in, like all these cool people, and they they had this great moment where they all came out and then like, they took like that weird panoramic shot that you could go on the internet and like click like I'm here and yeah. you can identify yourself yeah. with your Facebook and there's a whole big thing uh, and it was, it was so great. cool the whole day was also, great also not to even mention which I am mentioning now Tom Cruise was there oh, earlier yeah. the other day oh, yeah. Sandra Bullock was there earlier the day yeah I mean, there were so many huge, but huge. When you, I think when you get uh, someone as um, beloved for general crushiness as Tom Hiddleston coming out as their character, yeah, it, who is it, a it, character who is beloved for general that crushiness, it. that was one hundred percent it. It's over. Like there was, I have never heard so much. Like, it, it wasn't just the girls. It was. Everyone was just like a high pitched squeeze. No, I think the only thing I could imagine would be if, if for some reason, like, like if someone like it would have to be like Matt Smith came out as Eleven. Yeah, like I'm trying to think because like I don't even think Capaldi would. Get the same no, reaction. I think, I think it I would think have to be or ten, it would to, have to be tenant. Yeah, tenant. It would have to be tenant. Yeah, I was going to say talking to I think tenant would be the one, or maybe even Eccleston because be, that would be more surprising. You know, but tenant would get more squeeze. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, That's it would have to be. To me, it would have to be probably like the only thing I could even think of no. would be like someone like Nathan Fillion coming out as Captain Malcolm Reynolds and oh like legitimately like yeah. talking to the fans yeah. as Malcolm anything really in the, the character like, but I think so the thing with this was and this is a lot of really old history that maybe we'd, we'll move on to other things but 
this moment, if you have never seen it, look it up because it is on YouTube and you can watch it and it is the most, of, even if you were never there and you're just watching on YouTube, because I've seen like just the video yeah. later and it's almost as amazing, Tom Hiddleston and he comes out and the best part is he's a villain, so he's trying <laughs> to be villainous and he's like, you will follow me and you will be my army and everyone's like, yeah! Yeah! And he, the whole time he's, it, you can tell he's trying so hard not to smile because basically he's like telling us that he's going to dominate us and like we're going to be his army and like yeah. be subjugated and everyone in the audience is like, yes, we will do that. We were going to do, we want to do that. There's actually, uh, not to get, I, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but because uh, I, I don't want to wrestle go into wrestling too much but there was a moment uh there's a, a wrestler named seth rollins who just recently came back and uh, it was great the the monday night raw when he addressed the crowd and the crowd is just he's a heel but right. the crowd a guy. is so happy to see him and cheering there's a couple moments that i thought about that loki moment because oh, it was like that, he's right. supposed to keep an act it's an act on uh like he's doing an act, but there's there were these moments where you could see that uh, you know Kobe Lopez was touched, like, and he could he was so happy. That's to be the guy's back. real name. Yeah, Kobe Lopez is <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, he was right. It's you could hard tell. He could to, feel it, yeah. and was like he was kind of there was a smile that he had a couple moments where I was like. That's him smiling. Like, that's yeah. a genuine, like, he wants, like... It's impossible not it's to so be hard. happy and he, in and, and he, Listen, that guy is really good at being a heel. Just like Tom Hiddleston's really good at being right. a And even a then, he guy. was like, you could tell. It was like, uh, he was giving this whole speech about how he was going to dominate yeah. the Earth. Or, when, you know, like, general Loki business... And the Again, whole time, this is why I made the Seth Rollins comparison. Yeah. Is like I'm gonna shit on you. Yeah, and but like everyone's like, yes, yeah, we we'll love take it. you. Sure, great. Yes, <laughs> we'll be your army. You know, like I, and I, you I, could tell he was smiling and like, okay, this is not. You're not wa- supposed to want to be my army. Like I'm the bad guy. I'm supposed to be like saying mean things to you. Yeah. But you're like, yes, please, yes, we'll do it, Loki. Yes, and it was amazing. And you should watch it. If it's you a take, great moment. If you I, take nothing else from this podcast, just go and watch that because it's so great. And Even the, if you and, weren't there, and it was I'm sure amazing. the that BBS moment's on there as well uh, with um, with uh, with the announcement of right. Batman v Superman, and that was again. But that's technically, you're not supposed a, to show anything that's on the screen, right? Did they? There's like clips of that. It's it's. Recorded. I've seen guys I've seen don't it. record stuff when you're not supposed to record stuff. <laughs> yeah, Just saying, it's not gonna stop people. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's just like these are like that's the thing that I love about cons is like that kind of spontaneity. But I feel that way whenever I go to a con period, and yeah. I, I think uh, there is just kind of this. I think like ultimately it kind of comes down, and those moments kind of come down to the idea that. It's so rare to be in, despite the fact that, you know, nerd nerd culture, whatever that is, uh, has become uh, more accepted, more predominant. I mean, like, you know, obviously the Marvel movies are... are 
right. always Super they're the big. number one movies of the year every year right. basically like, I mean like this is like the world we're living in which is great I love this world it's perfect for yep. me uh, but there's still a feeling you get when you're around people that are interested in the same thing as you uh, just even if you meet anyone, you know, like you're at a party and you like, someone says that they like this thing. Right. Uh, you're, and like, you're like, oh, yeah, great. I like that thing too. And a con to me feels like this really amazing time where you know that everyone else likes all the same stuff you like. And it's it's just enthralling. Like, it, it feels so different. Like, that's why... I, right, the I, energy I in Yeah, room it just is... feels different. And, and uh, despite... It doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to talk to all these people or you're going to hang out. It's just the feeling of being... There, there is something so comforting about being in a group of like-minded individuals. Right. Like, and knowing... It, like, it's a safe space. It does. It feels... Uh, hopefully, exa- I think it that's is. What, that's 100% I think being in a in a room with people that you know you could share your opinions on anything. And it's now, crappy when certain things happen to make that not the case, but generally of our course. experience and, and listen, it that's, is the case. To be fair, uh, nerd nerd culture again. Uh, this, I mean, I'm yeah. No. Exactly. Oh, you can't see me, but I'm doing uh, air quotes. Air quotes. Well, you know what is that? Nerd. I mean, like that's the it's only. It's very thing controversial. I, it's a phrase that's a, an approximation of the right. thing. Right. Um, we just like the things can like. be the most one of the most negative uh, places, but it also never feels that way no, at a con. It never uh, cause because everyone loves the same things yeah, and they're there for the you, same. You reason. don't hear a lot, and that's the thing. Like at Comic Con, you're in a room. Now listen, like the thing, like going back to that that BVS announcement, that was one of the most positive, crazy reactions yeah. I've ever seen. Oh now, my god, everyone was so excited. Man of Steel came out a couple weeks before and people shit on Man of Steel. Like, people were absolute assholes about that movie. But that room of 6,000 right. people... you get in there and you're like, okay, Superman there's and Batman? There's excitement. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, all that stuff. Like, the people that were detractors of the thing, and there's probably them too, but it doesn't matter because all the people that are excited about it just let it so go. Exciting. And you're in the room with other people that are going to let go of any sort yeah. of thing that held them back about like being positive about the thing because there's so many people. It just feels Because in so that moment, good. you aren't thinking, oh, man, if Steel just came out, you know, Zack Snyder is yeah. going to be directing this. Right. It's going to be. You're thinking, oh, my God, Batman and Superman in the same yeah. movie. Like, yeah. there's no thinking it through. It's just like visceral, holy shit. This is happening. Yeah. We're super excited. And, and I, it's it's a thing that I wish people would still. I think people have gotten kind of weirdly jaded about stuff. And like, it, and this is again, this will be something that we'll probably talk about when we when when you watch that movie. And uh, it is interesting the way that perspectives have changed, and it feels like now we're almost entitled to this this certain thing from a comic book movie or like you know there's like all this stuff but like in hall h it doesn't feel like that like it feels like everyone's just happy about everything and you see like these they're so happy you see uh, and the thing is like there's also like you watch panels for things that 
don't look that great, but you're still happy about yeah, it because it's, cool. it's like, it like seems fun. It, and sometimes I'll watch a movie now, like where I think about uh, how it essentially like there's movies that I tie really closely to panels that we watched at Comic Con, and the, those movies or that TV show or something didn't live up to the experience that we had when we saw that panel. Right. Um, like, can we talk about, just really quick, this is a lot of really old Comic-Con stuff, but the Godzilla... This is the con special. This is the con special. Did we talk about that, though? I feel like we maybe talked about that when we talked about Rogue One a bit. Oh, the Godzilla thing? Anyway, go ahead. Say it No, again. if you already talked about it... No, I don't remember for sure. I have sure, a really but... bad memory, you guys. But really quick, in case we didn't talk about it, or in case this, this is, is the only episode you're listening to... Um, Godzilla, when we went to San Diego Comic-Con, they did this teaser, the first, like, it was this, the earliest thing about the newest Godzilla movie that was coming out, and it was this teaser, and it was the most amazing thing ever, and I feel like, now I'm remembering that maybe we did talk about this, so sorry, um, but, uh, just in case you didn't hear that one, um, it was so amazing and so visceral and the the sound and the music was so great it was super short it was a teaser um that was super short but it was maybe the most excited i have been for a movie based on just like a teaser for that movie and you know the movie came out and we went to see it and i i liked it except for the monsters killing each other part because that made me sad but that's a different conversation um and, yeah, it wasn't quite what, you know, you can never quite live up to that, like, 30 seconds of amazingness. It was that trailer. I think it's on the, the Blu-ray. Um, yeah. I think, yeah we, it, I think we did talk about this, it, and it I'm sorry for the The audio is the, the, the Oppenheimer. It was just so good. Um, the Oppenheimer yeah. recording with yeah. the I'm Dead. And then that noise, world. the noise, like that... I can't even. I don't want to even do an impression of it because it's, it's real. It's like it's a super really, deep, visceral like it's, noise. It's a perfect forty seconds of entertainment. Oh my entertainment. god, it's so good. But, but that's yeah, what they showed, that's what Con and is. they showed that like they probably showed that three years before that movie came out. It was like, and then they no, showed, yeah. they, they showed it again. It was super another, early, but like it was. They showed it like and that the was following the, that year was it whatever, though. That, that was weird. Like holy crap, this is gonna be so amazing because this. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't fault... If for whatever the movie is, it's like, if that's what you're going to make, I was super excited about it. I'm not going to be like, well, this isn't as good as that. But it might be easier to make a super amazing 30-second to a minute thing than obviously a, you know, two-hour thing. <laughs> it's going to be Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, again, you know, I... Yeah, that, that, that teaser is kind of impossible to live up to. I, I still, you know... Uh, again, we've talked about it before. We're both really positive people, as far as like um, liking stuff. Yeah, like movies and we TV. like all the things usually. Music, we we really like stuff uh, in general. Um, I still really like that movie, uh, despite I the also, problems. Except the super sad part. Uh, well, yeah, but that's gonna happen no matter what. But uh, I, I still really, I mean, because it deals with animals, and, right? You know, like death and like death of animals and stuff. But uh, I, I still really like that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it obviously it doesn't live up to what might be my favorite teaser trailer of all time. So you know, 
what are you gonna do? Um, right. But uh, but yeah. Right, but I don't fault it for that. Like I'm not like, oh well, it's not as good for two hours as it was for thirty mm-hmm. seconds. So therefore, it's garbage. Like. No, I, I appreciate it for what it was. I don't think that movie's garbage at all. I think that's no, uh, I don't think so either. Um, I, I mean, especially if you watch the uh, nineteen ninety nine Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, what? You're doing? Karate. Oh, that was the old one. No, you're talking about old Logan. Oh yeah, old Logan Godzilla. I was doing is, some like karate well, punch moves. Oh, I mean... Right, you know, not 1999. If you're talking about Matthew Broderick, then... Yeah, uh, the Matthew Broderick, different. that was 90, 98. Uh, 98, 99. Uh, that movie is really bad. Like, legitimately... But I remember enjoying it in 98, I did too. I, we watched it... It doesn't hold up. Five, you know, three or four well. years ago, something like that. And, oh man, it's real bad. Like, yeah. in the way that, like... You kind of want to show it to anyone that has an issue with that new one and be like, Wait, would you like, rather this have is this? Your, this is this your is options. A, this is the 90s. This is the late 90s. Yeah. Well, you know, the ni- I feel like, is it an excuse just to say it's the 90s? Because the 90s did a lot of things that maybe we should just gloss over. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, I mean, like, uh, yes, there's, there's a better movie in there, I guess you could say. But uh, it's just like. Yeah. At least we got something that's right. pretty it's great, good. you guys. And it's all great. the sequences with Godzilla and, you know, like all the the mudos, like that stuff is incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Like that it's the just stuff the that's sound, right. sound when they're fighting and the sound no, it just makes me so but, sad. But that's a but that's a testament to the quality of Right, but that makes me real sad when I watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. So, I just want to say real quick before it gets lost um, back to the whole Hot Topic and Harley Quinn <laughs> costume thing. That was a long time ago, I know. <clears throat> All right. We've progressed a lot since then. But I just want to say that as someone who does cosplay for fun, not You dress su- up as Bill Cosby. Cosplay. <laughs> Collar pull. No, no, that's not it. Um, as someone who does cosplay for fun and not super serious, I'm not great at it, but... I think there's a lot of criticism when a lot of people wear the same costume, and I feel like that is crappy, and you should wear the costume you want to wear, and the reason I bring that up is because there's a lot of Harley Quinns. And there's just going to be more. And there's just going to be more. more and more and more. And that's fine. Especially if that movie is well received. Right. And I feel fine about, like, there have always been, and will always be... A lot of Harley Quinns. Yeah, they're always at uh, any con. Yeah, every. And I don't um, think you should not dress as Harley Quinn because of that. I don't think you should not dress as any character because you think a lot of people be dressed as that. I did a Tardis, and there were a lot of Tardises. Um, but it's if you care about the character and you want to dress as it, you shouldn't not do it. I, I'm part of the um, Phoenix Comic Con Facebook group for sort of like fans of the con there and one girl was like hey guys i did this harley quinn outfit and it was a costume from the new suicide squad harley quinn and she was like i i put together this costume but i don't really know if i should wear it to the con because like there's gonna be a lot of harleys there and to the you know to their benefit on that comment thread everyone was like yeah go for it you should just do it 
But I just wanted to reiterate that here. And if you want to dress as a character, you should just do it no matter what. If there's a hundred other Harleys, then great. You can all group up and take a huge Harley picture and it's awesome. I don't think you should ever not dress as something because you think someone else is going to be dressed as it because even if it's not Harley who is a very popular costume, there's always going to be someone else dressed as the same thing as you unless it's so obscure that nobody knows what you are. But I really want to encourage people to cosplay because it's super fun and don't be limited by the fact that you think that there's going to be a lot of other people dressed as the same thing as you because... It's just fun, no matter what. And the best part is, this is what brought it up from earlier, um, was Dan dancing about, like, the camaraderie of the con and everything, is when you see someone that is wearing the same costume as you or who clearly knows what costume you're wearing and is excited about it, it's really awesome to know that you have something in common with that person. So if you go to the Harley Quinn meetup and your dress is Harley and there's you know, 30 other Harleys there, yeah, you're, there's a lot of Harleys, but you're all there for the same reason. It's because you love Harley. So it's not a bad thing, and you should just go for it. And also, this girl that posted this was a really good Harley, so. Yeah. And I just want to encourage the cosplay because that's my thing, so. Well, I, <clears throat> cosplay should, is, it should be all about you. Right. If that's what you want to cosplay, yeah. great. You should do it because people are gonna like it. And, There's yeah. always gonna be someone that's gonna well, like it. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not just the fact that like you shouldn't. First of all, don't worry about that. Like, don't worry about what others. But people do. No, absolutely, and that's fine if you're worried about it. You, sh I mean, that's that's totally cool if you're worried about the other people's perspective on your costume. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you don't need to be. No, uh, because. People are going to be super supportive they in that are. environment. Everyone's really cool there. And they, they're going to just love – like people are going to love – because they're not going to see all the Harleys. They're going to see you. Right. I mean like – And if they see other Harleys, they might see you and be like, oh my god, I think you're the best Yeah, Harley. exactly. Just do the – do what you want to do. Yeah. Like Someone's going to like it the most. Cosplay is about all empowering yourself. Like it's about feeling good about yourself mm -hmm. And That's looking true. good in the mirror, like just being like, "Yeah, I look fucking I'm rad." I'm killing it, yeah. and I love this character, and I'm killing yeah, it. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be. Ultimately, it's still like I can't tell it, tell anyone to make cosplay not about anyone else because it's still going to be tied up in that. Like everyone feels that way. Everyone's going to feel a little insecure and like. Be like, yeah. man, I want people to like my outfit. You should. Like, that's good. Like, you, you know, like, you want to, like, because you should. Right, you, you're doing it because you, you want to impress people. Like it's cool. Thing, like, I and mean, you like, want other people to like yeah, the same like, thing as you. you it, because the con ultimately is about camaraderie. And you right. want other people to be like, right. that's a great outfit. Because you, these are your people. You want to feel part of the people, you know, like, you yeah. want to feel good around them. That's great. It's good to feel like that, that because it means that you're part of that community. And, and that I feels want to good. say that no matter what your costume is, I think that if you don't have at least one person stop you at a con and be like, oh my god, I love your... Like, there's always going to be someone or multiple But someone's. even if they don't tell you that. Here's right, but I would be surprised like, if there wasn't. Most likely, there's going to be one of those people. But 
I want to tell you for every one person that tells you your costume looks great, there's a hundred people that think it looks that's great. That's true. It, like, Dan did wear a wrestling shirt that's, this well, year that's what Phoenix I was going to say. I, I wore a, a t-shirt uh, that, that's a t-shirt of my favorite wrestler in the world, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and Who's uh, not even a major, he's like NXT. Well, he's NXT, but right, he's but signed with WWE. He's a, he's a considerable talent that a right, lot of people Right, but he's know. not like... The Rock. He's not The Rock. He's not Stone Cold. Yes, that's true. Uh, but I wore that, and I I like wearing wrestling t-shirts in public because it feels like a small group that not a lot of people are in. Right. So it feels good. And that's how cosplay is. It's true. You feel good when you have someone else that recognizes you and like that. But I, but I know, so there was two guys that mentioned my shirt. That's true. At, at the two con. guys. I know... That there were probably a hundred that noticed it yeah. and were like, "Oh, Shinsuke." So even but if they didn't say anything, even if neither of out. those two guys had ever said anything, you I still know. You I didn't know, feel bad about it. I know yeah. I didn't need that, but like, it feels great when that happens. I love it when someone's like, "Hey, I love your shirt." I'll be like, "Yeah, that guy. Me and that guy could hang out because we right, both really love so you know Nakamura." Who, people who like uh, the same thing, <laughs> but. But, but there's always people that are shy and don't want to say, like, hey, bro, I like your shirt. Yeah, or, like, exactly. hey, well, I like your costume. And that's the other thing about being in a con uh, is it, it's a lot of shy people, Yeah, too. and I want to say... I, 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 you know, listen, I've told you a couple times, like, over the last couple weeks, I was at the movies a month ago. I saw a guy with the same Nakamura shirt. It was a red version of the same shirt. I didn't say anything. And I walked away and I was like... I should have said something. Yeah, you should have said something. But think about there's going to be, if you dress up, you you do cosplay, you wear a shirt of something you love. At a con, there's going to be a bunch of people that walk by you and they don't say anything, but they're going to be thinking, that was a cool shirt. That was a cool person. I like that person because they were dressed up as this character. I love Harley Quinn. That was a great Harley Quinn. I didn't say anything, but they walked That's by true. me, and a I thought. A lot of people are going to say that. So you just have to you have to think about it themselves. more of something you're doing for yourself, right? And and I know that's hard. Yeah. That's a hard thing for a lot of people that are well, going especially to in a costume too. that's like putting yourself out there. Oh yeah, especially. Hard, well, I mean, not that I want to get into this conversation, but you know, as a girl and wearing maybe slightly a more revealing yeah. costume, like. And I mean, if you're not, not if you're easy. not wearing the black the black and red diamonds. Pretty much every Harley Quinn there is is a revealing outfit. Right. And All even the that, Harley Quinns. Even are, that you're showing off. She's not you know, you're a off super your reserved lady. Let's be honest. So that's just an example. But if you want to play any character, you should because even if no one ever says anything to you, you can guarantee. Dan has just exampled the fact that I like lots of people will have walked by you and thought. Rad, that's rad. Think, here's the thing. Ultimately... Guys, you should dress up as stuff. Yes, you should. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But t- to me... Don't be afraid. Uh, make it... Just just make it for yourself. Well, like, I think the hard thing is there's a lot of um, negativity on the internet, which especially I have seen... And actually, when I did TARDIS, there was... I saw a lot of things were like, why are so many girls dressed as the TARDIS? This is stupid. Um, and I think Harley Quinn 
because it's so popular and has so many different, um, you know, examples of what she looks like. There's so many different costumes for that. You see that as well a lot. I think that's a costume on the internet. You see a lot of like, oh, another Harley Quinn. Mm. This is another Harley Quinn. But don't listen to those idiots. That's a vocal minority. I know. I'm just saying the internet is dumb. I mean, we love you guys, but... Don't listen to the idiots that are negative on the internet because you should dress as Harley Quinn if you want to dress as Harley Quinn. But but again, like to me, what I feel like is that as long as you're doing it with the the idea that you're doing it for you, right? Because you want to one. do it. Yeah, exactly. You love Harley That's Quinn your, and you exactly. want to do it. Like for me, I'm wearing that shirt because I love Nakamura. Right. And it's true. And if no I'm one wearing the TARDIS said, costume because I love Doctor Who. Right, yeah. So if no one said anything, I still... I think right. you should go into that like that position being like, I know that there's a bunch of other people who are going to see this and be like, that's cool, but are not going to say it. Uh, because at one of those events, that's the type of person you're going to be around. And also the they might think like, oh, this person's probably heard a million times right. that they exactly. have a really awesome costume, That's so what I, I don't do. want to say and it You again. know what? I'll say from the perspective of a man, I actually don't feel super comfortable <clears throat> complimenting a girl on her cosplay because right. it feels like I'm worried. For me, I, I'm a little concerned that maybe they'll be like, oh, sleaze bet. You know, right. like... Cause That's I, very considerate of you. Well, I... I'm not, that's probably not the case. Like for most girls, like if I had said like, that's a great outfit, like they wouldn't see that. Right. Or like, oh, I love Harley Quinn. If you were like, hey, nice ass, then the girl would be like, what? But if you're like, oh, Harley Quinn, I love her. Yeah. Then probably it's less weird. I'm overcompensating. And I bet you there's a lot of people that are doing that too. Like I think there's, there's a consideration where it's like, I don't want to come off like I'm looking at you because you're dressed like. Harley, you know, like Harley right. Quinn and in a, you know... Creepy way, yeah. But if you make it known that it's just because you like the thing, and especially mm. if it maybe is... Maybe if you only get, like, one thing that someone says to you or one or two things, but they're like, oh, my God. It, it almost means more because you know that they, like, really, really... So, at Phoenix Comic Con, which is what we were originally talking about, I did a, a splicer... <laughs> Spider Spider Splicer cosplay from Bioshock. Um, And I... This is another weird con phenomena where if you're dressed in a sort of distinctive costume, people will ask for your photo and then afterwards they'll be like... And then masturbate to it. No. No. I don't know. Maybe. It's weird because spider splicers are scary. It's out of your hands now. It's a lot of weird... They should see it. Maybe see something about that, but... Everyone's into their own things. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. But, uh, you know, they ask, oh, they ask for your photo. And then they're like, oh, what what is this costume from? Or what are you dressed as? And you're like, oh, well, that's nice that you wanted my picture. But why did you want my picture if you didn't know what I was from? And I guess it's still a compliment because your costume was so distinctive that they wanted your photo, even though they had no idea what you're from. But it especially means something when someone says, like, oh, my God, I love Bioshock. You know what I mean? Like, so I had, I think out of the, maybe I had, like, five pictures or something taken of me. Three or four of them were like, oh, my, this is, can I take your picture? And then afterwards it was like, what are you dressed as? And then a couple of them were like, oh, my God, I love Bioshock. 
and the best one was somebody asked me for my picture and then his friend was like he's the biggest Bioshock fan ever like he loves Bioshock and it makes you feel super connected to someone when you dress as a thing and they appreciate it because they love that thing and it makes you feel good because you also love that thing but did a good job of your costume enough that they love it um it, it's just a really fun connection that you have with people it's kind of the same when say you i'm just using doctor who as an example because i like doctor who but say you're wearing a doctor who shirt and do you wear it to work or you wear it in regular life or whatever and then some random stranger or someone's is like oh hey i like your shirt it's like you instantly know that they also like a thing that you really like and that's cool because then you can i don't know it's just like a cool connection to immediately have with someone to know that you both really like a certain thing and yeah a lot of things have gotten more popular lately like doctor who and a lot of quote-unquote nerdy things but that doesn't make it any less cool when someone is like, hey, I really like your shirt, you know, or hey, I really like your costume. So I would fully encourage anyone that is thinking about dressing up as any character to just do it and not worry about the fact that maybe a lot of other people have done it or maybe a lot of other people will do it because I guarantee you that whether or not they say something to you, someone that sees you is going to be like, oh my god, that's amazing. And that makes me feel really awesome, and I love that thing that you love. I think, uh, for me, ultimately you have to always think about, uh, I remember maybe a, a year or two ago, um, one of our, our friends uh, on Facebook was uh, kind of saying their distaste with the way that... Uh, um the essentially with the way that they treat the the breast cancer thing with like you know the awareness thing which it, essentially money is going into the awareness thing the the Susan Komen thing like in lieu of money going directly to supporting uh the cause in terms of cures and stuff like that um and the money it ends up being more like, you know, like people are just wearing pink for no reason or something. And it's like, it's just for the superficial showing. Um, and what I said to that was essentially, if it is 100% superficial and all of that money ends up going to not cures, which is not the best thing, but if that is the case, somewhere there is at least one person, if not 10,000 more, who knows, there's at least one person that sees someone wearing pink. And that person thinks, maybe I should go in for a mammogram. And they do it. Because it reminded them. And it probably saved their life. There's one person out there that changed. So, and I know that's not a comparable thing in the sense right, that that's a much more severe thing. Right, breast cancer is a little more... But you don't know how you affect one person. Right. There's always a person out there that... Can, cares so, about what so, you do. So maybe... Yep. But I, all I mean is by that, to make that comparison, is that you don't know what your actions are going to have 
what consequences your action are going to have. And you dressing up as a character uh, could be something that actually is, you know, meaningful for someone. And be like, there is someone else out there that really likes this thing. Like, right. Like, you know, like, you don't know who you're going to touch by something. So, like... If, right, you if, shouldn't dress as something just for other people's benefit, but you shouldn't not dress as something just for other people's benefit. Like... Dress as the thing you want to dress as because it might touch someone and it might be important to them, but you have to do it for you to, for it to be important. I feel like. Yeah. Because there's a whole conversation, which I don't also don't really want to get into right now, but like about fake geek girls and like the cosplayers that are just professional cosplayers that dress to be sexy or whatever, but you can't say or not say that anyone that dresses as any particular thing has not really importantly had an impact or influence on somebody. Yeah. So you should just, you do you and do the thing you want to do and don't worry about what other people think because I think what this whole comment thread on the Phoenix um, Comic Con, it's called the Blue Ribbon Army. ERA page has taught me is that all the comments on this girl's post were like, yeah, get a girl. You be Harley Quinn. That's an amazing outfit. You look amazing. Like, no one was like, ugh, Harley Quinn. That's garbage. So, the person online that's like, oh my god, so many Harley Quinns. Like, why are you doing this? You're stupid. It's clearly not the majority of normal people who are like, yay, Harley Quinn. We like her and you did a good job. Yeah, I, I... 100%. 100%. I, I think so much so much of the time we dictate our decisions based on an imaginary person. Yeah. Um, and we... And in this age, that imaginary person is a lot of times the negative voice out there we have, on the internet we have, or wherever. We have something to look at as a real example of the thing we're afraid of. Yep. Um, so... But that's not... It's not that's really not how people are. That's not how people, people are. People are mostly decent people. Yeah. And and especially in that community, as as I as much hope. vitriol as there can be in that community at times, overall, you go to a con, you meet so many good people. Like it's that's just how it is. Yeah. Um so yeah. I, go I to know. there and do the thing. Yeah. Uh so Phoenix yeah, Phoenix Comic Con, great. It place. was great. Uh, <laughs> to sum up Phoenix Comic Con yeah, was great, and we had a good too, time. Too far off the the task. But. We didn't do a lot um, besides hit the floor this year, but hopefully next year when my schedule isn't as weird, we might be able to go for more um, long term, overnight, multiple day situations. I think it would be it's, really fun. It's a perfect con to spend a long time yeah, at and just hang really out is. with with your with your family, your yeah. your nerd your nerd family. Your nerd family. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, we just kind of walked the floor. One of the things that, uh, but one of the things that, the big thing that I did was buy Con Man on Blu-ray. Oh, right. Segway to the next segment. Uh, Which we hadn't, we had wanted to watch Con Man when it first came out, but we did not. Huge failing. Honestly, the, for the amount it. that uh, we love the people in this uh, we went to the Comic Con panel for Con Man, uh, which is it just a it's a um, web series um, 
that follows Alan Tudyk, who's the creator um, of the series, uh, who you'll know as Wash from Firefly, follows him as uh, Ray Nearly, cute name, uh, Ray Nearly, uh, who basically stars in a show called, who starred in a show called Spe- Spectrum. Everything about it is basically, it's basically the, Firefly. It's the Firefly story. Yeah. Um, and he is... <clears throat> Alan Tudyk, right. essentially. Uh, and Nathan a, Fillion is also in it as a character in Spectrum, <laughs> yeah. who is basically Nathan Fillion's character in Firefly. It's all Firefly, but also Firefly is a thing in that universe, so it's not Firefly. It's a little complicated. Yeah. it's it, But great. Yeah, I the um, it, it's a show I felt bad that I hadn't watched. Yeah, I didn't. I, did I didn't know they did a Indiegogo campaign for it, right? Um, which I failed to support because I'm and initially an the uh, the Blu-ray for it was only for Indiegogo supporters, and the mm-hmm. and then I was being lazy and I was like, I don't want to pay for shipping on this oh, and stuff. The but then they had a booth and there was the it booth was fake, you guys, and, and I saw it because and I was like, Dan had almost bought it like a week before that. It was. But he it didn't. was like. Probably less than a week. It was probably three days before I was about to click this. And I was like, ah, I can't buy it. But the shipping's so... Yeah, because we can't afford <laughs> to support a great cause. Uh, <laughs> well, great cause. Uh, a cool show right. uh, is the cause. And it, it, it is... A mild cause. It is a 100% delight. It, it is, was uh, great. It was great. It's so much fun. And I love, I love anything that delves into the con stuff. Oh, yeah. Because if you... If you go to, if you have been to any con, it's super accurate. And if you haven't, it's probably super accurate as to what you picture of con being like. like I, yeah, I really, I'm just a total sucker for anything that even, even if it's not 100% accurate, anything that delves into the con, just idea and like, I, like, you know, even that, you know, there's that episode of Community where they did, like, you know, the Inspector Space Time right. Con oh, and stuff great. like yeah. that. I, I really just love anything that, like, goes to that. And I, I love that, you know, I had a great time watching the Morgan Spurlock documentary they mm-hmm. did a few years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that was great, too. Um, I remember that was a year where we... Do bar- more con things, people. Where we, we barely... We watch it. We barely got... San Diego tickets, and when I watched, I was like, "I'm so glad I got tickets." Because yeah, I w- would have been devastated after watching it because I love that community so much. Um, the the um, uh, Doug Benson documentary that he did, yeah, um, that was really fun. Like just like everything that has to do with you know San Diego at that time, like anything that has to or do with the con, con really, the yeah. con idea. Uh, I just have such a good time with it, and this was so much fun, and it was. You know, it was interesting because, like, that the show kind of gets to the edge of being kind of, like, crude in a way that I maybe wouldn't like. And it never goes all no, the way there. No, it really there. doesn't. Uh, the opening sequence is, like, him sitting on a toilet while a guy recognizes him from his voice and tries right. to get his autograph through the toilet. But it's never... But they don't, like, play farting noises in yeah. the background. It never goes to the point where it's, like, yeah. too much. It's always, like, done in a... It's, You're like, okay, this could be real. This is a, this could be a real thing. Yeah, that and maybe... I guarantee you that he wrote that based on something that probably happened. Probably. Like, uh, I hope. So. I mean, I don't hope so for his sake, but I kind of hope so because that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 really just about this guy trying to get back on what he yeah. sees as his right track for celebrity and stuff, and like him doing the thing that 
you know, people but love him for. But of course, everything goes wrong all the time. Yeah, but it, it's not in a way that makes, makes me you feel uncomfortable. No. It's it's all in a kind of fun way. Yeah. And like you had great performances by people. Sean Astin's great in it. Sean, oh my like, god, he's Sean. so cute. I love it. I just want to say I love it when people play themselves. It is fun in a way that kind of reflects negatively on them, but it's still them. Like maybe my primary example would be Will Wheaton. In Big Bang Theory, like, yeah, he like seems like a dick, way. but it's still Will Wheaton, and yeah. you're like, okay, the fact that you're willing to be, like, a dickish version of yourself shows that, like, you're a cool person. It's total fun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, and well, that's how Sean, Sean Astin is, like... He's not that bad, but no, he's kind of... He's... No, I... I... Don't know. I think it's actually like a positive. I don't know. The, I think. I think towards the end, it sort of leans towards like he was just setting him up for like, yeah, just do this and it's be, it'll be fine. But really, yeah. He's, but he's fun with because the, he's, he's Sean Astin, so he can get he's away with, with anything. Fans. No, but I think he's basing it on his personal experience. Yeah. So he's like, oh, this will be fine. But he's maybe more famous than Alan Tudyk's character. So like the things that maybe yeah. he could pull off as Sean Astin doesn't work out for And Alan to be Tudyk's fair, character. it's an accurate representation because Sean Astin's at every con that I've ever right. read. Right. Which, <laughs> thank you, Sean that. Astin, for that because he's it's great. great. He's a great dude. And it's really amiable of you to be like, what else Hobbits, I love you. And then he's yeah. like, great, yes. Where a lot of people would be like, you don't know well, me. Well, here's the thing. Uh, he is maybe pigeonholed to a role, but that role is within the context of the greatest movies also, ever made. Also, maybe the fact that he, before that, was pigeonholed to another role that maybe he was glad to break out of it's by the being same role. pigeonholed to... It's both the small guy that yeah, but saves the day. Yeah, but the amount of people that... The, the, the audience for his previous role versus that role, I would say it was maybe a step up. Yeah. In terms of, like, how big of a shot it was. Yeah, well, there's less p- people yelling one name, and there's more people yelling another <laughs> name now. It's all just people yelling a name. Basically, he's really great uh, in the show, because he's really he's funny. Fun. It's, a, it's a great show. I Also, I, I love Felicia Day. Yeah, Felicia oh Day's God, in it. So She's good. great. Um, yeah, uh, Fillion's great, and well, Fillion's great in everything. Uh, but everyone... It seems like they're having a really good time. Right. Uh, it, it just seems like a very sincere show that's a labor of love that people, like... The and they were like, hey, were like really let's call a person that we might know. Right, yeah. And they might want to do it. Like, exactly. When it's not... Nobody Allison, made any money. When Allison Hayslip is on it, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yes, Allison, Allison Hayslip is the best. Allison Hayslip, great. Uh, Amy Acker's in it. She's great. So good. Uh, They're all in it. They everyone's all, in it. And I, I feel, I'm pretty sure no one made a cent on it. Like, right. uh, everyone did it because they wanted to do that thing. And they were doing it for right. their friend and they were having a good time. And it's Which all, makes it so good. It does. It just feels like it's a fun, like it was fun making it. Like and they I think had a good time doing the, it. The um, Firefly especially, you know, a lot of the other actors from Firefly are in it, but not... So... Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk are in it as sort of equivalent characters, actors, as their roles in Firefly. But then lots of other Firefly actors are in it, but as totally unrelated. Like, they just happen to be in it, but as other things. And that makes it 
Adam Baldwin is uh, suspiciously. He's not in it. Conspicuously, but a character it. that might be relevant. To uh, him Henry is in Rollins it. plays basically the equivalent of Adam Baldwin <laughs> in uh, uh, a so on the nose portrayal that it is kind of fantastic. Uh, because, like they were like, we're not worried about doing well, this. We're just going to do it. It's. I thought it was so great because like you would never hear. Uh, Tudyk or Fillion like say directly like but they still had him but they clearly made a character that was like fuck this guy like like it was so over the top on the nose like that they clearly were making that to be him like it was 100% him if you haven't seen it he's super great in Firefly and his character is amazing but maybe in real life he's no, he's a horrible he's guy. He's a little right wing and says some things that are no, not a, appreciated on uh, he's not a good Twitter guy. and other places. So they wrote a character into the show that was sort of the equivalent of him in real life. Um, this maybe, actually kind of an important part of the show but at the not end. Not quite that embellished. Right? Like yeah. it was pretty sort of important yeah. to the plot at the end of the show. Sure, yeah. But. But yeah, it was fun. I I like the idea that they were having fun with that and kind of being like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Like, because, you know, they're not going to be like, come out and be like, this, like, throw this guy. And clearly, like, everyone else, was anyone from, like, any of, well, I guess maybe, maybe not. Every, but mostly all the other main characters from Firefly were in it. Yeah. It was like... Um, Gina Torres was in it. Um, Summer Glau was in it. Yep. Uh, 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 I guess Ron name? Glass wasn't in it. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, yes. Simon. Simon. Sorry, Simon. What's your name? I can't remember. Um, he was in it. And basically they were all mostly in it. Except, yeah, it was pretty much most of the class. Yeah. cast. So yeah. it was kind of obvious that he wasn't in it, but there was... <laughs> he was in it. Maybe a character <laughs> that was supposed to be His him. character was in it. Yeah, it's a... No, but it's a super fun show, and uh, I'm really happy. So good. I'm glad that we watched it after we knew that there was going to be more of it. Um, right, because so... Because I would have been, like, kind of nervous for a long time When we went it. to buy it, you know, the... Wasn't it even the guy that was like, oh, the new season is starting? Yeah, they started shooting it this last And he was like, oh, you know, you guys fans? And we're like, well, we've never watched it. Yeah. But we want to watch it right now. It's going to be we blew it. So they're putting out, it's it's on the uh, Comic-Con HQ thing that they're launching, uh, which is essentially a website. uh, Wait, is that different than Nerd HQ? Yeah, it is 100% different. Um, well, they shouldn't have used the HQ thing. That's confusing. Okay. Because Nerd HQ uh, isn't a no thing No one should year, ever right? use HQ again. Quote, Not in relation end. to Comic-Con when Nerd HQ is such a significant Comic-Con thing. Comic-Con HQ com- is a thing. It's a partnership between Lionsgate and Comic-Con. Has it always been a essentially, thing? Essentially, uh, this year is the true launch of it. Um, but uh, it's essentially an online... Um, channel thing. It, it, it's a subscription service that's basically going to be. Uh, they're going to stream panels from Comic Con and like it's going to be. That's cool. Yeah, so that's going to be their first original show. Is um, the 
Are they not doing the other thing this year, though? Like the Nerd HQ thing? Uh, as far as I know, Nerd HQ is still a thing. Uh, oh, are they I doing haven't, it? I haven't heard anything oh. official, but I haven't heard anything... Not official. That, that, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Multiple HQs. Everything I've heard is not official, but... Uh, we've never gone to that because we've always had there's always something all the else. other things. Uh, and but also, they have so many cool like things. it seems like it's really hard to get tickets to any of this stuff. It's really hard to get tickets to all the things. Yeah, I don't know. This, it seems real bad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, I guess if you have, if you've already paid to go to Comic-Con, then... It's kind of hard to take the night Somehow off. Somehow, I would to go try to that. probably more actively if we didn't have tickets yeah. to a certain day or something yeah. like that. But they have really awesome panels yeah. there. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. One of my other favorite things was the um, multiple con perspective of like that doll con. Like to sort of show that, hey, there's actually conventions for lots of things, and just because these sort of nerdy pop culture conventions are the ones that we go to the most doesn't mean that there's not really legitimate full-on conventions for other things like having a doll as a child which I'm sure is probably a real convention where they wouldn't have used it as an example yeah but that's just an example as of like there's so many different conventions for so many things and the ones that we happen to go to um, are aligning with things that you might be interested in and what we talk about on this podcast, but they really there's really conventions, quote-unquote conventions, for almost every topic. And I love the, the relationship between Alan Tudyk's character and the, the doll convention Trisha character. Alfred. Yeah, like, not just because it was funny, but because... It was like she, he looked at her as like, oh my god, you're such a freak. And then she looked at him as like, oh my god, you're such a freak. Yeah. Like the perspective, the two different perspectives of like such different strong viewpoints of things that they care about to go to Wuhan for. And then seeing, I, th- I felt like the point was sort of like, wow, that we all really like these things. and We all like something. Maybe we shouldn't be judging people for liking other things than us, just yeah, because they're no, it, it's weird. Very, if you look objectively at the thing you like, maybe it's also kind of weird. The the show's very much about um, just recognizing the all of our idiosyncrasies and just kind of appreciating that, like everyone's got their stuff, you know, and like we're all having fun out here. We're doing the best right. we can. We all we like, like stuff. We all like something. We're we going all, to you that. know, like we're like all... I'm sure if we were like super into dolls, we'd be going to a doll convention instead yeah. of SDCC or PCC or whatever. Yeah, like if you... that would be our thing, and we wouldn't know about the other thing. You love what you love. Uh, what makes you happy makes you happy. Yeah, and if it, if you're if you're not hurting anyone, it's okay. It's great. Um, yeah, but you know. Don't drop your date's doll on the floor because that's uh, But yeah, it's a great it's a great show. It's definitely worth watching. I don't know what the the setup is now um, because I'm not sure what it originally aired on. I think it you can watch it on iTunes. You can get the Blu-ray. Uh, you you have to order online. Yeah. Um, but, Which it's uh, worth paying for shipping. Yeah, it is. It's worth really paying. great. It's like twenty bucks for the Blu-ray. It's yeah. It's you know that's as much you play for any movie. It's it is a it's. A two and a half hour movie essentially and if nothing um, else it has all the people that you like in it 
Well, like, if you like all those people, you're gonna like it. Yeah. Will Wheaton's in it. He has a cameo. He's <laughs> like, yeah, he's in it for like 35 seconds. Yeah, it's great. Basically, even if you're not a huge fan of the storyline, it's worth it just to see. Which maybe is not what they were going for, but if you're going to put all your cool friends in it, then you can't be mad when people want to watch it because all your cool friends are in it. Like, I want to see Felicia Day and Allison Hayslip and Will Wheaton in, in anything, really. So... Even if Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion weren't already in it, those are people that I would want to see. It's great. It's so great, you guys. And also, Alan Tudyk's quote-unquote agent. Yeah. I, I don't know that woman's name, but she's it, fantastic. She's so amazing. She's really fantastic. What is that actress's name? I can't I don't remember. Uh, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, she's super funny. So she's a, a really well-known character actor. Yeah, she um, really is. And it's kind of a bummer that we don't know her name right now, but we're going to find out because she plays Alan Tudyk's agent. Uh, Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling. Yeah. She plays Alan Tudyk's agent. Um, she thinks she's his agent. He is unsure. Um, but she is so great in it. And kind of, I feel like the like surprise like I would have liked it anyway no matter what but also then she was like the extra great surprise in it I feel like yeah, yeah she was she was wonderful <clears throat> also Milo Ventimiglia <laughs> Milo Ventimiglia is in it randomly and amazingly uh, yeah there's there's a lot of really just watch it I think is the the summary that we need to convey yeah, here Nolan North uh, yeah it's, just watch it well, that's good. We should wa- have probably watched it before this, but now we have, and we can tell you that. Go do it. We Go highly recommend it. it. Go spend money on that. Alan it's worth Tudyk it. It's guy. totally worth it. He did a great job. He told. Um, even if it was just Alan Tudyk, I would have watched it. He's, uh, he's amazing. Speaking of the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Wait, what? Is that this? I just no. Oh. I just want. What do you mean no? We're just talking about no, great. It was. I liked it. There's something else that I saw this week that I loved more than oh. Con Man. <gasps> if you really like Con Man, stop listening There's now. There's something that I saw this week that I loved so much that I would... It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. I don't know what that is. Because this week I saw Whisper of the Heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that too, you guys. So, so I'm, a, I'm a huge Studio Ghibli fan. Just to... But there's, there's gaps... Just to pause. My convention episode ends here. No, it doesn't matter. We're just talking about stuff that we like. Okay. I think it's important. Uh, it is important. Our, there's a, a cinema here called The Loft that's mm-hmm. doing a retrospective of yep. every single Studio Ghibli movie, which is really cool. So I bought this pass that basically lets me go to all the movies. I did not because I have to work and all there's the a time. Couple, there's a couple Studio Ghibli movies I haven't seen. Um, you know, obviously I've seen all the Miyazaki stuff and I've seen a lot of the stuff that isn't Miyazaki. Uh, but there's a couple that I've somehow missed. And Whispers the one of the Heart is one of whisper, them. Whisper. There's just one Whisper. Whisper. Uh, Sorry, guys. Whisper of the Heart is one of the movies that I have not seen. Uh, so me and Aaliyah went to that this week. And I have not been this absolutely over the top in love with a movie for a yeah. long time. We didn't talk about this after it happened, like after we went to it, because 
maybe we were going to well, talk I, about. Well, I don't really talk about movies. Dan doesn't like talking about stuff. Like, I, I'll, if someone asked me about but something, I'll say. I also have very strong feelings about this movie that we did not talk about yet, so this is going to be an interesting conversation. I mean, they were great. I mean, I feel great about it. It's not going to be a negative conversation. But I feel like it really resonated with all the things in my life right now. Just country roads? How you no, country not roads. all the... Not just country roads. Country roads. Road. Um, song. It's, it's, a, it's a simple story, which is what I love. You know what made me think of was... Uh, I felt the way that I feel when I watch The Station Agent, which is one of my favorite movies oh my of God. all time. Dan loves The Station Agent. Very few things... I don't... I struggle to think of a movie I love more than The Station Agent. Um, uh... All y'all that were into Peter Dinklage once he was Tyrion, you too late. I was Station already, Agent is where it's at. I already loved Peter Dinklage. Uh, I I really love things that are. I love movies that are. I love things that are slight in a way that that have the capacity to speak to things that are more important but that you can accept as they are to be just a slice of life. Um, and the station agent is, there's a lot of things that are happening in the station agent that you can take as they are, or you can delve deep in them. Um, I usually just like to appreciate it just as a little, you know, this is just the world that they've given us. Um, and I felt the same way when I watched Whisper of the Heart. It, it, it is a simple story that there's a lot of stuff going on that you can take and, you know, it, there's meaning in it, of course. Uh, but I kind of just loved it as this thing that's like, here's a kid living her life and it is what it is. Uh, and it's... It's a really simple story. Um, and man, God, I just... I don't know... There, I connected with it... You know, Me too! It, there's just something... Man, that... Here's the things, guys. Uh, God, that movie. I loved it so much. The I, library... Yeah, super this, important right. it, in I kept, this movie. I definitely like as and I was I watching. I was like, "Oh, Leah's, oh, that's everything my job. about this." Leah's gonna I be really. I work at a library. <laughs> guys. That's my job. I'm a librarian, basically. Yeah. Uh, also, the cat thing, super accurate to There's cats. I feel great about that. Um, cat in the movie. The country roads thing. Dan made a joke, but it's really true that in my life and generally, it, sort of generally, but also recently, that song is. Uh, relevant and also there's a part where she's trying to sing the song along with like people that are playing it on instruments that scene that I felt I have was watched, also very relevant to me I've so, watched that scene probably 10 times this week on the internet really in both English and Japanese after we watched yes, it at the movie I just okay. keep every day I'm like because really it's great watch it. It's so, it's so good. It's one of my favorite guys, scenes really in movies, period, at it's this so point. Good. Like, just like when he got, so there's a moment, the, uh, there's a moment when she squares up toward the camera that I was like, I loved it so much. Like she's, cause he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like she's going to sing it and he's yeah. like, 
because she's not a singer. No, and that's like very clear. It's yeah. it, she is a rough voice, but it's it's great. It's a yeah. perfect voice. And the the, the I, most important is she doesn't feel like she's a singer. Yeah, she's gonna do it anyway she, in that situation. She, but like, and also like the the English voice actress who I don't know what it is, but like because I've I haven't seen the whole movie in English. I've just seen that scene in English. Uh, does a it, they got someone who's very much the equivalent of okay, this, I haven't seen the it Japanese in actress. At all. Just the but that moment version. when like he's going is like you know this one, and he's just playing it, and like she does that thing where she's like watching him play, and she's like, wow, he's really good. Like you know, like she loves it, he's but really like. Good. The, the bars, the intro bars stop. Right, and, and she's she just, like, oh, she turns this is my time. And she just gets ready. And I'm like, oh, there's something about it that I love so much. And like. But even after ugh. she rocks it, she's like, with the group, she's like, I don't, it was so hard. I don't really want to sing anymore. Yeah. It is hard. The whole movie, okay, the whole high school, middle school slash high school love thing I could identify with, but it was more in a way that was like, I see where you're coming from, but you know what I mean? Not that I have moved on from there exactly, but maybe I have a little bit of distance on that, but pretty much everything besides the middle school, high school love um, issues, which were still super relatable... I was like, yes, this is all about my life. All these things are connecting with my life. Basically, that movie, out of all the Studio Ghibli movies, although Totoro is my favorite because I have a lot of nostalgic connection to that movie, um, is definitely the one that I've seen where I was like, yes, all these things. <laughs> like, I'm well, connecting to this movie at very frequent intervals. <laughs> Not just like, oh, I'm enjoying it, but like, oh, I am really connecting with the feelings here. I, the thing is, the difference is that it, uh, so, so Miyazaki wrote that movie. Um, he didn't direct it. Um, the guy that directed it, that's the only movie he did, he, he died pretty young, uh, and didn't make another movie. Um, but, uh. He wrote it, and the thing that's one of the things that's common with almost all of Miyazaki's movies is uh, he has that idea of young love. Um, like so, those those characters in that movie are supposed to be around probably fifteen, sixteen years old, um, because that's high school is what they identify as their age, and that's. That's about the age you start high school in Japan. Um, I thought they sort of were identifying more as middle school in the... They're in middle school, but they're going, going into, into high, high school, school okay, which would yeah, be around yeah. 15, 15, 16 years old. Um, so, uh, but that's one of the things that he always harps on, which I think in that movie it probably doesn't even need to be a thing. It's just another element. I think that's something that he is really interested in. Um, well, which... sort of like the impetus for their, especially for the main characters, like, drive to do the things, right? Like, if it wasn't for that sort of subplot, she wouldn't be like, I need to figure these things out for myself. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I, I think, and I can understand where someone might have criticism of that, where it feels like it ends up being more about her wanting to find that person 
over her trying to achieve whatever she's looking to achieve or yeah. something like that. Because I, I think there's really feel like I, that. well, I could understand. I'm just saying I, this is devil's advocate, right? But, um, but he he seems to be very fascinated with that idea, and I think I I think it's interesting from the perspective of of like the idea of that age and being in love is interesting because it's it's a very uh <clears throat> thoughtless kind of love yeah it's, like oh we'll get married someday. because we love each other that's it's all that's all it is yeah. and and i think i i see what maybe he admires in that which is that it it doesn't think about like but can we get married right and like should we even be talking about getting right, married. Right, and like, oh, you're going to be about, gone for 10 what years. About all well, these we really things. want to get like, married about, yeah, when you exactly. go back from What it? about all the stuff you have to think of when you're an adult? Um, so it... It's nice, be, though. Because, But if you think about the relationships in his... Uh, a lot of his movies that deal with people of that age, so like Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, um, those are also movies about... It's like a, a young kind of love that is very innocent and pure and it's only focused on the now yeah. um, i feel which, like this was the most on the nose though, well yeah i, I mean it is because that. it's very but those those are different kind of relationships because they're not about marriage or anything like that it's about a bond of love that's right. like very clear that the two characters have and it's important and valuable but they don't put a label on it in the same way this movie mm. puts a label on it um, but, uh, man, I, gosh, I really, I, I wish that I could feel the way I felt watching this movie that, like, all the time. Like, just, like, the way, like, I don't, I love so much stuff, but then I'll see a movie like this. Like, there, there'll be a movie like The Station Agent. There'll be a movie like this where I'll watch it and I'll be like, Oh, I don't love stuff as much as I love this because there, yeah. there, there's and and you know like going. To, it is funny, like because you know we've been you know thinking about country roads and stuff like lately and stuff, and uh, coincidence. Yeah, yeah, total coincidence. And man, that soon because it's that it's the uh, Olivia Newton-John version of yeah, that song. Yeah, super um, distinctive. And. It hits right with it's just immediate right the, the, the opening chorus of the verse movie. and it shows the character and I was like I know I was like I, I was like love this I know I was like what movie did we go to see because this is about my life right now it it was so immediate that I was like okay this is I'm I'm going to love and I this I want to so say much. that like the romantic stuff like the love young love crap stuff I mean loveliness is mostly against my nature so the fact that even generally i still felt like most of the movie like really spoke to me and how i was feeling and i didn't get super bogged down by the whole young love romanticness parts there were a few parts where i was like oh i wouldn't have said that but that's just because i'm weird um I think generally indicates that overall the movie, like, I really liked it and connected to it enough to sort of not even notice the really sappy romantic parts, which I tend to not do as well with generally. 
I don't, I think, I don't think. There were a couple parts where I kind of borderline, like, snapped out of it a little bit, where it's like, wait, and then it was like, it's fine. I don't know, and I'm more susceptible to that than you are, but I think, to me, I think there's an earnestness to it that was engaging where it's like these people like these characters believe it like, right and also so it's okay right like, if you're 15 or 14 you do believe you it, do believe it. You 100% yeah you do believe it. like I, I, so true. i think that's the thing like the the movie ends it's such every miyazaki movie ends like that it's a sudden ending because i think there's it's almost like this thing where it's like they're it's like he's trying to stop it when it's still okay. Everything's okay. Because you know, like, the moment that movie ends, like... Right, things aren't going to go that well for them, generally. Everything's perfect right then. Like, everything worked out yeah. perfectly. But going and forward... And it's like, it's it's such a sudden ending that, like, you... There's no way anything could go bad. Like, you, it's like, we're just stopping it that's right it. here. Like, yeah. and that's it. Because that's... But that's, I like that. Like, I, I like that it's such a, it's so hopeful because it's so innocent and it's yeah. like, it, it's not about like an honest portrayal of a relationship. It's about, this is a picture of the feeling you would have if you felt that when you were that age. And it's, that's what, I think that's magical. Like, I mean, that that's... That's not true in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, it's not true for a long-term situation, but those those characters right. are a you reflection of... You feel super of, strongly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great... You're... It's great. I, I love that. I think it's good to be able to, like, relate to that feeling and be like, that's, you know, like, that's yeah. a true feeling. Like, it's an honest feeling. It doesn't mean that uh, everything will work out, but it... But it but doesn't, doesn't make, make it any less real. Less real. Than yeah, they felt it's that, it's yeah. absolutely a real feeling. Like I mean, being in love at that age, you know, because like, yeah. that is one hundred percent what love is at that age. Um, also, and it, it's, I really like that the cat is super accurate. The cats, uh, they do a great job entering cat, and that's well. Uh, that's always been a Ghibli thing that they're really good with animals right. and like animating. How I feel animals... like. Even though in Totoro there's cat bus, Totoro is sort of also kind of a cat. Yeah, Totoro has cat mannerisms and stuff. Um, the It also had the moment... So this actually goes along really well with the idea of that sincerity of love at that age. Is There's that moment... W- <laughs> When I laughed so hard, you laughed too. Like the when they say this is going to be on the midterm, they're in a classroom, and the teacher says, "This is this is going to be on your test," and all the kids panic. But there's one kid in the <laughs> background that's like holding his hair, yeah. and he's just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> like, because super great but, like uh, background imagery of various facial expressions. But it's so wonderful because that goes along with it's like where. In it, at an age when you're 15, when right. you're 16, everything is so important. Yeah. Such pure everything emotion of life. Everything changes your entire oh life. Oh my god, this if is If you have a hard test, mature. it will kill you. Like, yeah. it's, it is the most important thing in the world. And that, man, yeah, I don't... It I don't, was... I, I don't know why exactly, because generally the overarching theme of, like, young 
middle school love is not middle relevant to my life, but I feel like all of the sort of individual elements of that movie, I was like, did they know what I, what's happening in my life right now? Like, what, like, who, you, it's hard to, I mean, this is sort of just because of me, but the whole country road thing, like, what are the chances that that is like the main, one of the main themes of this movie when it has also just recently been sort of a main theme in my no. life? Like, it was just really a weird coincidence. And so multiple things besides just that, but that included the whole time I was just like, oh my God, this movie is so amazing because it knows how I'm feeling about my life. Even though I'm not like in middle school love. And that was sort of the general theme. There were so many other things well, that I really connected with. But I, I would say that's not really what the movie's about. But it's the like sort of propelling theme of the movie. I guess. Actually, you're right. I, it's not I because don't I feel really like think, I think it's that's a, a plot line. It's, but a, it's, not. it's a furthering of the main propelling theme of the movie, which is the main character's um sort of evolution of creativity and like life process of like what am I gonna do with my life? Like I feel like that was really the main theme of the movie was like her trying to figure out what she yeah. had going on, what she was wanting to do. It's and about exploring. <clears throat> it's it's one hundred percent. But the love thing was kind of like a motive for her. To yeah, her. yeah, it fits in with it. Like it's 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 a reflection of what she's going through, which is she's exploring what it is that she wants. To do right. like what is important to her, right. um, I think most people go through uh, you know periods where they're like, "What is it that I actually care about?" Uh, and her, when she does, like she writes the story, uh, it's it ends up being more about her matching the guy she's interested right. in than anything else. Right, it's and not that's about why she's her. like, I'm not really happy with this. Yeah, like, it doesn't work because yeah. that's, it's, it's, <laughs> you have to decide in your life, you know, whether you do, you're doing something for you or you're doing it for someone else. And ultimately, she's doing it because she's trying to find something, like, the thing that feel, like, you know, f makes her feel whole, you know, whatever right. that is. Um and for a lot of people, creativity is the thing that makes them function. Uh, so she's exploring it because she sees someone that she cares about. That that is what makes, right. it I think inspires her. For to do him, that. that is what seems to be what makes him function because he's very passionate about that thing. Uh, he's doing it all the time. She, <clears throat> even though she definitely has a passion for it, because obviously she's doing, she's writing lyrics for you know. The country right. and she's right. She hasn't it. really pursued but it. It's more of a way. thing that it's not the thing that defines her in the same way that it defines him. And whereas, because for some people, uh, that's not what they need. Like, not everyone needs to be creative or needs to be, right. you know, like. But it's also just about figuring out where she wants to go, what she, even if it's not necessarily like being creative, it's like, okay, is this. Do I want to go on to more school or do I want to pursue something that I think I care about? Yeah. Um, and then, but, but when she comes back, like she does the thing and then she comes back, she's like, I've decided I'm going to study now. Right. Like she does it. Like she's like, that's not what I wanted. Right. Like or maybe it is, but like in a way that 
I can work on it down the line, but yeah. not that I need to do that to like totally exclusion of everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. It's an interesting. Uh, I think the the movie is just a overall just kind of a, a fascinating look into someone that is that age, right? Uh, because I think that's kind of a true, you know, perspective of a lot of people that age, where you're looking for something that defines you because you haven't really found it yet. There's you know, and you see a lot of people around you that are defining themselves uh that you see people that are really good at something and they're feeling the same way you are but they seem like they have it all together right and that's true at most ages but especially when you're 15 16 17 years old 18 years old you're seeing people that are like wow that person's really good at playing piano like and that's their thing. Right. I don't like, have a I thing. I don't have a thing. Yeah. So I. Think, I gotta make a thing. Yeah, and so like a lot of people, like it's you know you end up trying to look for something to define you, and for some people that is a relationship or it is you know like whatever. But like they're you're looking for anything to cling on to, so you sometimes create something that isn't necessarily the thing, but it's just something that you're kind of okay at, and you're like, it was about fun, but now it's. I need right. this to be the thing, like so you pursue it harder or something like that. So it's it. it I thought it was. It, it's a really interesting. I don't know. I, it's a unique perspective on something that is a pretty universal feeling that most right. people go through. And, right. And it was just it, like the really specifics of the movie seem to be like, wait, those are all things in my life right now. Yeah. Except being in middle school. Sure. Yeah. But uh, also, I feel like a lot of the other, um, and like I said, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of the Studio Ghibli or even all the Miyazaki movies, but the ones that I have seen all tend to have a pretty strong element of sort of a fantastical. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and this, this is one, super ground. Super, like the only fantastical element is like in her mind when she's like yeah. doing her creative writing, which is very specific, like, grounded reason for that. You know what I mean? It was never, like, anything besides, okay, here's what my story that I'm writing is. It's funny because, like... And that was kind I, of interesting to me because... I've never seen this, but I've seen the pseudo-sequel to this, which is The Cat Returns, which the Baron is, like, the main character. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. It's weird because I've seen that, but I've never seen it. Right. That. But I that's, like, a, like oh, as if he's the real thing, right? Yes. Uh, I haven't seen... I saw it in high school. It's been oh. a long time. I don't remember. It just, one. all the other ones I've seen, you know, it's such, the fantastical element is such, like, a main element of the movie in a way that's, like, a real part of the movie. And this is very clearly, like, oh, that's just a fantastical element because yeah. it's her, she's doing well, creative writing uh, about it. Miyazaki's no... movies are mostly very extravagant and, you know, like they're dealing with, I mean, it's a very, you know, fictionalized world. Right, that's so. why I'm saying this one was surprising to me at how sort of grounded overall it was. And Actually, that it really restrained the fantastical elements to a legitimate, like if you were going from a real world perspective, like a legitimate situation. Like, oh, she is writing this, so it makes sense for them to show it. Um, overall, honestly, a lot of the, the Ghibli movies are actually... There's a lot of them that are more real. Like, they're more, less... Like, the Miyazaki ones, for sure. Are more. But okay. there's definitely, like, a good handful 
of uh, Ghibli movies that are very like just things are happening. Just normal people. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of life. them, so I that mean, was like, my point. Is uh, that yeah, my like, experiences. I mean, uh, up on Poppy Hill, you have uh, you know, well, my neighbor, my neighbors, the Yamadas is kind of like a silly version of people, but it's still like a real thing. Um, this movie, uh, only yesterday, Ocean Waves. There's there's a there's a handful of them that are more focused on like honest depictions of people instead of them being like mm. crazy, fictionalized. I mean, there's there's fewer of them overall than you know the, the crazy things. But but um, uh, and obviously a lot of the themes are the same things despite some being you know different universes essentially. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, especially because I, I don't, I mean, unless you've seen movies that I don't know you've seen, I think, I can't think of a Ghibli movie you've seen that is one of those, those movies. Right, no. I, I only know of the Miyazaki movies you've seen and stuff, so. No, I haven't seen a lot of, I haven't even seen all the Miyazaki ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I. I liked it. <laughs> to sum up, that was great. I, it was relevant to my life, and I felt impacted by it in a weird way. Um, yeah, I, I, I much, more, I definitely more than liked it. It was, uh, I, I liked it. In, I definitely think it, it's, it's. I mean, I would put it up there with any Ghibli movie, and I would put it up there with some of my favorite movies ever. Like I, I don't. I need to wow. watch it again because it 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 was such a shocking sudden right. love of something. It was that, really like surprising um, that I just didn't really expect. Um, also, I want to so say you always like question when you love something that much. One of the things I love about the Miyazaki movies and I guess studio studio Ghibli movies are when characters are really like surprised or scared or where their their faces do a thing but then also their hair like goes like this do you know what i mean yeah like you can't see what i'm doing because i'm holding my hands up but basically like their hair sort of like goes up and away from their face like in a like up and shocked manner like when they're scared or surprised or angry i think in this movie it was especially angry but i feel like it's such a it's kind of a subtle thing but it really gives a lot of impact to how they're feeling. Like, that whole, like, I'm angry and my hair goes... Well, they're real good at animation over there. Yeah. They're... They, it's really they're, accurate watching, to my life. Watching those movies... To people's emotions. You you end up watching... Because a lot of... You know, obviously I've seen most of them. And watching them again, like, when I've been doing this thing going to the loft, is I've been trying to pay more attention to, like, the small... Actually, I've been going trying when I can to go to the dubbed version because I've usually only traditionally watched them subtitled because I like watching them as they were originally but uh, I actually think I prefer them dubbed because I actually can enjoy the animation uh, I'm not reading because you're having to read focused it on, like, so you can look at the imagery more yeah yeah it's good it's really there's like subtle ways that they sort of and the hair thing is, like, the most obvious to me that I can, like, talk about. But I think there's a lot of subtle ways that they convey emotion with just sort of, like, the way that the fairly simply animated character 
looks or things around them look um, that really is a strong conveyor of whatever emotion they're feeling and that I feel like has is has and is still um, been why those movies have such an impact is there's a certain strong emotional feeling you get and I feel like a lot of it is because of the animation and how they sort of do those subtle things that make you like I'm so angry that my hair is going like this it's a sensationalized version of reality it's it's they do a good job of replicating how people move and then kind of just putting an extra spin on right. it just like the way you feel inside but showing yeah, it outside yeah, 100% yeah um yeah, there's there's so many moments, you know, like when like just the way that like you know, in in Totoro, the way that May moves and like there's there's just they do stuff that's just so simple that you don't always notice right away that you have to watch those movies. Right, but if you've seen it a number of times like or the, if you're looking for they're it. They're just those movies are just they're they're magical. And they're I, great. I, I I I love I don't know. I I love those movies overall, but but yeah, this this one's one of my favorite Ghibli movies. I didn't I didn't I was very surprised by it. Um, I also was. I had no idea what this was before we went to see it. I hadn't heard of it. Like I said, I haven't seen even all of the Miyazaki ones um, at this point, but this one really was impactful and enjoyable. Um, but I won't. Dan has this whole pass to go to all the loft um, run of the Studio Ghibli movies, but I don't. So this might be one of the few that I see. Although I would like to see Totoro because that's one of my favorite ones um, from when I was a kid. But yeah, but think of if think of the ones that maybe there's maybe more that. Then I've never seen that would be this. I know, but I'm saying like I don't have, I can't, literally cannot go because I will be at work. No, but you can, you'd be able to hit at least one a week if you wanted to. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to Arietti tomorrow, Secret World Arietti tomorrow, which is the Borrowers basically, which I've I've seen before. I I, I like it. It's one of my least favorite. Ghibli movies, but I still like it. I'll go to it tomorrow because I, I still like. I mean, the worst Ghibli movies. And also because you already spent better than <laughs> yeah. Imagine well, it's free. <laughs> I mean, it feels free. But this one was amazing, and I'm really glad that of if this is the only one I go to see, I'm really glad that it was because I feel like um, it meant a lot to me, and I appreciated it. Yeah. So that is maybe it for this podcast? Sure. Okay. So Concast, which was mostly con-related and then a little bit of Studio Ghibli right at the end. Um, We hope that you enjoyed listening. And if you want to uh, follow us on iTunes, you can do that. Or subscribe is what it's called. Uh, Or check it out out on our website, which is nerdbuild.com. And also, if you want to send us comments and or questions, which would be really awesome, uh, our email address is show at nerdbuild.com. And you could send us a thing, because my dream is to one day have a podcast where we answer viewer questions, or listener. Comments. 
if that's you taken. Will. That's taken. That's a thing. We're already. the first people to come up with the term. We are Quemis. not the first people. Hey. <laughs> oh god, you're gonna sing the song. That's not us. We didn't make that up. But we would like your questions and comments, comments, if you will. Uh, so, because I would like to answer them on a thing, a podcast that we do. So send questments. Uh, that's awkward. Send them to us, and we will do that someday. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>